Five Year Mission, the podcast, episode 45. This episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five Year Mission. By now you figured out that this is the Five Year Mission podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. This is a weird miracle of miracles. We have four people in the same room. Woo! Yeah, well, I don't, that? I don't get it. As usual, I'm going to introduce Mike first. Hi. He's the usual one here. I, I am usually here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> along with me, I should say. Sure. All right. And then uh, to my right, you're nowhere since you're listening, mm. um, Mr. Chris Spurgeon. <laughs> And last yes. and certainly least in height in the band, uh, we got Mr. Noah Butler. Hey, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> you even sound short. I feel short. Tonight, we're continuing our What Are Little Songs Made Of series, and we're going to be talking about the very first appearance of the Klingons in Star Trek canon, Errand of Mercy, the episode and the song. Written by Mike Rittenhouse. I didn't write that episode. You wrote the song. You wrote the song. We're not to that part yet. We're splitting no. hairs here. Nobody cares about who wrote the episode. <laughs> it's true. Except for the person that wrote the episode. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. dead. I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Gene L. Kuhn has some things to say about that. <laughs> Which I'm probably wrong about who wrote it. Right, here, right wait, now, I'll, several I'll people are screaming at I'll us. My, DC I, Fontana's <laughs> rolling in her grave because Dorothy. Dorothy's fine with it. Wait. DC's a woman? <laughs> She's... I will never watch Star Trek again. <laughs> Chris Chris is looking it up. Who wrote the episode, Chris? Oh, um, I'll tell you. Gene L. Kuhn. <laughs> hey, good, good call, Andy. Good I call. was right. You know, it, it, it's, you, you can guess between like three of them and, and probably True. get it right. You're, good. You're, you're, you're bound to land Chris, on one of Chris, continue to right look ones. up. Is Gene L. Kuhn still living? Hmm. Or, or is he rolling over in his grave? Is he rolling over in his grave, or is he is or he, is gonna, he shaking is he, his Is he going to write us an angry letter? Gene L. Kuhn <laughs> Boy, this released the mortal coil July 8th, 1973. So oh, that's been a before while. Before I was born. His bones might be rolling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys want to start this off? Yeah. We're going to talk about the episode first? Episode first. Episode first. Oh. All right. What's this episode about, guys? Besides Klingons. Is it about Klingons? Sure. It's about... Uh, the Organians. The Organians. The most chill race in the universe, apparently. They're like... Kirk comes out, he's like, Hey, the Klingons are coming, and they're going to turn turn this into a slave planet. And uh, the Organians are like... The Organians are just like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, we're fine. Kirk and crew go to help the Organians, and the Organians are like, No thanks. Yeah. Hey, Mike. We got this. Do you know the Organians? Yeah, we don't occupied that. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there that's, we go. That's where you know, <clears throat> slow on the uptake on that. I did not get that. I knew if, if Andy had said it, <laughs> if, if, if he said, oh, y'all know Organia, I would have got that. Yeah, we don't occupy I knew that. where you were going, but I couldn't think. Of, I was like, wait, what, what comes next? <laughs> All I could hear was Mike's, Mike saying that line. Yeah, we don't occupy that. <laughs> no, you got to do it much higher. <laughs> we don't occupy that. <laughs> <laughs> referencing another Mike Rittenhouse classic. So, you know, this episode, 
it is <laughs> it's kind of uh, emasculating for Kirk a little bit. Oh, very much. Because he comes in like you know, riding his white steed and no. they're like what are you doing? <laughs> but we're here. We're here for representing the Federation. We can we can offer you food and we can offer you weapons and training and all this stuff and protection. Organians are like, nah, we're good. With a <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. God, so smug. The Organians think they, they can do everything. The Klingons and the Federation end up uh, at odds, right? Because they're both there. Oh, yeah. And the Herganians are the ones that have to stop them from fighting. Yeah. Well, the, the Klingons show up and they want to occupy yeah. the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the only thing that could stop it would be like some kind of omnipotent beings. Well, because I mean, like, Kor just, just walks in and he's just, he's just like, yeah, this planet's ours now. And the Herganians are like, mm, okay, with that weird little hand gesture that they do. Because they don't want to fight. Oh, the Organians? No. 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 I mean, they, they swear to Kirk up and down that, like, you know, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's, It'll be it's, fine. They're the mics of the universe. Uh, yeah. Really interesting. <laughs> the galactic Rittenhouse. Is, 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 is that where you got that from? Or are you just basically just doing, like, a like an Organian impression? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, on a little aside... I showed my nine-year-old daughter uh, her very first Star Trek episode, and it was The Trouble with Tribbles, uh-huh. which has Klingon. Which is it. usually a good spot to start good, kids with. Yeah, a good starting point. And, but, like, when she saw the Klingons, like, I was like, oh, those are the Klingons, and it was pretty obvious that they were the Klingons, but she was just like, they look just, they look like humans. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, they kind of do, but, you know, they've got the... The, the facial hair and stuff, and they're and they're, they're, <laughs> they're different outfits. They're they're and, Klingons. And they're they're kind of brown. Yeah, it's just kind of like whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she expected. I'm like, well, they look different later. Later, they look different. They, they dress like bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I don't know this, um, but when Next Gener- Generation first came out, and the Klingons looked so different. Because right now, everybody thinks of the Klingons as, you know, ridges yeah. and, and everything, yeah. that sort yeah. of thing. So when that first came out, Mike, you might know this, were people just like, did the people that knew what Klingons used to look like, were they enraged? <laughs> well, it was it was more when the motion picture came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was the first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They had the Klingons in that, and I they were like, that. Their, their, their ridges went like way back. They yeah. looked like yeah. they were, were had like receding hairlines. Yeah. <laughs> and They still kind of do. They they, they kind of look like uh, like like um, Ted from Scrubs. Well, they didn't <laughs> retcon that till animated series. Is that where? No. What what was the when they had the the virus thing that they or was oh that you're DS9? talking about on Enterprise Enterprise, Enterprise. Yeah. so yeah, in, right. Enterprise retconned it and explained yeah. the difference finally. That's right. Uh, but yeah, when when the motion picture came out, yeah, people were like, those aren't Klingons. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then and then they kind of morphed over the next few movies, like they they. They still kind of looked like the motion picture, but they got a little more detailed. Yeah. Was there yeah. ever any explanation as to why, like, for the motion picture, they decided to just do a kind of an overhaul? Was I, there... I think the excuse was just that they couldn't afford to do that kind of thing on the original yeah, series. Yeah, the 60s. And because yeah. it was a big budget movie, they could afford makeup and effects. Um I mean, looking back, it's not a big deal anymore because we all know what Klingons are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think at the time, as you know, the kind of fan that I am, 
I would have been like, why didn't you just create a new alien species if right. you wanted oh, to yeah. make them look like that? Yeah. Yeah. Why you yeah. got to change what we already love? Yeah. yeah. Well, because when, when they when they finally showed up at the ridges, it turns out that like years later, we found out it was because there was a, uh, the artist renderings of what they wanted the Klingons to look like originally when they were going to start like a second series before phase two, the, yeah, Star Trek phase two. And they had like all the renderings and everything up. And then now the Klingons that are on Discovery, uh, that is what the original intent of the Klingons were supposed to look like. Yeah, that's what the original drawings were. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. And it's weird because there's also a weird little deep cut of one of the crowd members in Galaxy Quest that you see him like it looks like a discovery Klingon yeah yeah it's like oh discovery stole this from from (laughs) blah 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 it's like no more than likely galaxy quest knew a little bit about phase two and those drawings and they probably did that as like a weird deep cut nod that most people wouldn't get Mm. yeah I have a feeling that's the case I'm I'm not sure if that's true or not but that's just me you'll have to ask Tim Allen (laughs) (laughs) yeah all those all those conventions that Tim Allen's going to be doing <laughs> any day now. You could f- you could probably find Justin Long before yeah. you can find Tim Allen. You can oh, find yeah. you can find Justin Long. Yeah. He's, Justin he's probably everywhere. working down at at Marathon. He just <laughs> he and his brother just uh, uh, released a movie last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. He, he's still doing stuff. Good for Justin Long of that's Galaxy right. Quest. That has nothing to do with Aaron. Mercy. <laughs> that's right. But <laughs> we digress. <laughs> So what else happened in this episode? So, uh, so Kirk is all like, you know, why won't you stand up for yourselves? Tell these Klingons to get lost. And the Organians like, we don't care. It's you very know? macho. And uh, we we just you know we just want everybody to be happy and live in peace. And they just like won't stand up for themselves. So Kirk decides to take it upon himself to stand up for them. Yeah. And there's this whole scene where him where he and Spock are like running around. Kirk just happens to have like a yellow cloak and Spock just happens to have like a, a blue cloak. Yeah, like, a, like, like Spock is, is dressed exactly like like Prince Valiant. <laughs> and, but they're like running around like beating up Klingons and trying to blow some, some shit up. Oh, the, the munitions dump of boxes next to the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> and then when they blow it up, they just, they just basically run across to another flat wall, don't get behind anything, and then it just blows to holy hell. Yeah, don't they just cower against the wall yeah well they, they didn't even make it all the way to the wall before it blew up <laughs> i was laughing about that last night when i was watching this <laughs> so you know the it the you know the klingons and and you know the feds mm. as, as you like, as to call them. like to call them uh the, you know they they're kind of going at each other you know and 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 finally they're organians like you know they, they've had enough and they're like guess what we're we're glowy, uh, omnipotent beings, and you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like snap their fingers, and yeah, everything disappears or whatever. Oh no! All the all, all the weapons become like fi- like five hundred degrees. Yeah, oh, and like yeah, they can't even hold them. Oh, and even, then... even even on the Enterprise, like yeah, they can't they, touch they the sh- controls. The Enterprise. Yeah, they like... sh- they shut down all weapons, and the only thing they, they only have like auxiliary power going and everything. And say so, so same thing with the Klingon ships that are in orbit too. And everybody learns a lesson <laughs> more or less yeah well like spock in the end because like the organians turn into the glowing balls of light and go away because they're like we've surpassed your humanoid form yeah. and but, we're you know, moving on like like this is basically the, the same thing that the like the metrons say in arena 
Mm-hmm. They're and, just sparkly, not glowy. And the same thing that uh, <laughs> that the Charlie X people say in Charlie X. And they just got the weird eyes. What and about the, uh, the same thing that? <laughs> is this like Squire's mom and dad? Yeah, the yeah. same same thing that 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 uh, Trelane's mm-hmm. parents yeah. say. Okay. You yeah, know, Charlie's parents and Trelane's parents. <laughs> what about uh, what's his name? The big Greek dude. Did he say that? Probably. No, well, actually, no. He, no. he. It was kind of the other way around because the, there's no time for gods. Oh yeah, that's right. Anymore. That's right. That was that was the that was uh, stuck in my head. That was the <laughs> that was the third episode we I watched with Ida. We watched um, Trouble Tribbles, Devil in the Dark, and then um, why can't I think of Who mourns for Adonis? Because she's been into um, Ad- Greek, Greek Greek mythology. Oh yeah, that was so Apollo. She thought it was cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And he could he could grow to like. Ten times his size, and then mm-hmm. they were forced to look look up his weird little tunic thing. <laughs> yeah. So yes, the or, or, the Organians force them to sign a treaty, basically. Yeah, which actually they mentioned that treaty many times throughout mm-hmm. Star Trek, the Organian Peace Treaty. The Organian yep. Peace Treaty. Um, so uh, significant. It's yeah. glorious. It had longevity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, then they fly off and. Maybe we'll see Klingons again. Maybe not. Who knows? Because it's the original series, and right. sometimes yeah. you never see anything yeah. ever yeah. again. <laughs> well, we see them exactly two more times, uh, right? In the original series, uh, or three? I, I think it's Tribbles, Day of the Dove, Friday's Child, Friday's Child. Oh, oh, Friday's Child, Tribbles, right. Day of the Dove, yeah. and then uh, there's uh, there's a Klingon in Savage Curtain, but no. he's not really a Klingon. Yeah, yeah. he's really Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, or a rock. No, it's really Sarek. Okay. Wait, yeah. not Sarek. Sarek? No, no Sarek. Sarok. Sarok, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's a rock. What? Yes. Right? There's a rock. A, a rock. Glowing rock, rock. He's a with rock. eyeballs. Oh, the, cl- the Klingon. Rock. with glowing eye monsters. The Klingon a- a rock. in the Savage Curtain is Kalos. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah, did you say that already? Uh, I thought I did, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah, Kalos is the one in Savage Curtain, although it's not really. It's not really Kalos. Just like speaking of Savage Curtain, real quick, just a quick aside. How is yeah. that? How's that song coming, Chris? I already sent it out. You sent the demo out. You sent Savage Curtain out. Yeah. yeah. How did I miss it? I don't know. I don't know, man. You it's did, real, like you didn't comment. Mellow on it. and moody. It's it's, it's, a, little, got a, it's, it's got a, a little harmonica funky. in it. It's got a harmonica oh. in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the harmonica, right? Yeah. Yeah. We gotta cut that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the best part. Well, you need to cut the volume by like oh, well, <laughs> like seventy percent. I recorded it on my phone in my. Office. All right, Bob Dylan. It's got some A minors in it. Yeah, it's a bunch of A minors and harmonica. Some, some I used, that's, I used that, that's my illegal in Indiana. <laughs> I used my little, you know, harmonica. Did you? You know, like headgear. Did you play it and the guitar at the same time? Huh? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You can do that, man. You can fancy. do that. That is fancy. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a showstopper when we do it live. A real yep. show stopper. Chris can just do it by himself. We'll all walk out in the audience. <laughs> Take a little break. Yeah. It'll be great for acoustic. Yeah. We'll do that instead of Menagerie. Nobody likes Menagerie. <laughs> yeah, nobody. <laughs> nobody. So anyway, Mike, <laughs> speaking of Aaron and Mercy. Yeah, speaking of Aaron and Mercy, Mike, how did you go about getting the idea of like what, how you wanted to go about writing this song, like the subject matter wise? Well... Well, 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 uh, let's see. I have some notes. Do you have here. notes? Okay, yeah, good. I, I, I do have some notes. Uh, while I'm bringing up my notes, I will share the thing that's, uh, that Patrick mentioned about this song hmm. since he couldn't be here. He reminded me that 
he actually had Aaron to Mercy when we drew the songs. Oh, that's right. I had and no memory of that. Yeah, I, I forgot until he mentioned it. Yeah. And I had Tomorrow's Yesterday. Mm. Yeah. And he he loved he always loved Tomorrow's Yesterday is one of his favorite episodes. So I traded him for this one. I think it was a good trade because really both, both yeah. songs are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I got my notes up. I have no notes about writing the song. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, no, I, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's been so long, it's hard to really remember, but. Uh, Which is why we're doing these for posterity. Yeah. Posterity. Uh, Posterity. I, you know, usually my method is, you know, I'll, I'll watch the episode, I'll take notes, mm-hmm. you know, I'll kind of maybe watch it another time. Though with the year five songs, I've had the few of them I've had to watch like four or five times to to get, you know, inspired. Well, it's the final album, so you want to make sure that you're getting the nitty gritty well, of what you're wanting to get well, down. And also, some of these have so little in them <laughs> to is, inspire you. It is season three episodes. I mean, so. I, I had to watch The Empath like five times. Oh, sorry. And never, I, I'm gonna, I'll never watch it again. Never <laughs> in my life. I love Star Trek, and I will rewatch it plenty of times, but I am skipping The Empath every time for the rest of my life. I do not need to watch that ever again. No. So. You know, the episode, Air to Mercy, has a lot of good content in it. I oh, mean, yeah. it's the first appearance of the Klingons, great characters like Kor and the Organians. So, you know, I had a lot to work with. Um, there's a lot of really good lines in the episode, too, mm. which I kind of took a couple of them and used them as lyrics. Like, uh, I think the opening lyric, I'm a soldier, not a diplomat. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like directly a line that Kirk says. Yeah. Um, which I think in my, if I remember right, I, like I just wrote that line down in my notes and it was one of the first things on my paper. Yeah. And so I just sang it as the first line and it worked. So <clears throat> what I did with the, uh, with the lyrics is each verse is from the point of view of one of the factions in the episode. Okay. So the first verse is Kirk, mm-hmm. like him pleading that the Gorganians need to stand up for themselves and yeah. You know, these Klingons are here to, you know, occupy them. Uh, And then uh, the second verse is the Klingons, you know, saying you need to submit to us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're here. Well, actually, the line they they do say we're here to occupy. That's the line in the song. But, uh, you know, that's them. And then the the third and last verse is from the Organian's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. What's the first line of that one? Uh, It's... um, is that we, we, are pe- we are a peaceful, peaceful simple, simple race. race. Violence, Violence is simply, is not, simply our way. not our way. Which I think are you put your almost there? verbatim something <laughs> they say in the episode. Yeah, I remember them saying, saying we are a peaceful, simple race. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, the, the the lyrics were not too hard to write because I had a lot of content to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably with this one, it was more of a matter of having to be selective of what to use because there was more than I needed yeah um, as opposed to the impasse that has nothing <laughs> nothing I can use there's a girl that doesn't talk thanks Star Trek <laughs> next question <laughs> <laughs> now, was there like a did you already have like kind of a style in mind when you first watched the episode like a, like what you kind of wanted to go for like a like a in, 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 like an energy of sorts that you wanted to pur- like purvey not really. Um, like, you mean like the style of the song? Yeah, yeah. I think I like that opening riff um, was something I had been playing around with 
that wasn't necessarily related to that mm. episode. It was just something I was doing at the time. I'm like, maybe I'll use that. And originally it was a little, it wasn't quite so aggressive <laughs> as the song is. Yeah. Um, it, it became that as I wrote the song and especially once we started playing it, yeah. you know, it was like, yes, this is definitely a fast, you know, like driving, like rock punk kind of song. Yeah. Um, but originally it was more, I had more like open string, strumming with like playing those that melody that na 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 like and uh um actually I had written it in E and uh once we started playing it we actually changed the key because for the I think the only time in my entire life a song was in too low of a key for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> like I, I couldn't get the power behind my voice and we raised it a whole step, and then it just really clicked once we did that. Because yeah. I, I don't, I have no memory of changing the key. I, I, I it was, no it was right in the beginning. I mean, I think we had played it at like one practice, and yeah. then, and then like the next practice, I was like, let's try moving it up. Because did you ever say send a demo out for this one, or was this just organic at, at practice? Um, yeah. there, there's an acoustic demo of it, and it was much slower. I remember it's yeah. a little yeah. slower, I have it. and I think it's okay. it, it's in, it's in E the, the the demo. Okay, which the album is in f sharp yeah um so it's but it's i mean it's it, the whole song is there in the demo it's a little more laid back yeah um you, which are, we, we've, we've done a slowed down version of this before yeah. just messing around yeah mm -hmm. yeah i actually uh i i have a you and i were i think we were here at hero house we were setting up for one of the acoustic shows. acoustic shows yeah. here and i was playing around on the the i think on the keyboard mm-hmm playing and, and you and I just kind of organically just like went into it oh, without even thinking. And I was playing the chords and playing that melody. And I was like, I'm going to remember this because <laughs> and, 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 I mean, that was like what years ago, yeah. but I still have it in the back of my mind. Like I want to record like a loungy ballady <laughs> version of it sometime. Which maybe, I, maybe maybe that should that should be in the the next Kickstarter. We do a lounge. Do we do like six lounge versions of our songs or something? I, I'm down. Yeah, for that. I would love to <laughs> do lounge versions of our songs. You well, you already have alternative factor. Yeah, that's, true. That's true. We could make it more lounge. More lounge. <laughs> Oof. So how, how did I how did I wind up on lead guitar on that? That I have no memory. Like I well, have very little memory of this song and, and the whole process of anything behind it well, back then i mean the only thing we only had year one yeah yeah mm. i mean this was we this started was the first single that we sort of did for the this was actually yeah, we, first single i remember we, we two, printed yeah. up the, like, those things with core on them yeah right? the yep, actual yep. like singles yeah, yeah. with did. this giant upper lip thing yeah actually i think <laughs> i think this was the last of the singles that we did because we stopped doing those. No, we did because we, we did the Spock Spock Dog. We did Spock's Dog, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So we did three. We did Miri. We, did, three we, did, yeah, we, we, we did Miri and The Cage and then we did Air to Mercy. Oh, yeah. And Air to Mercy. And then, we, and then we did Spock's Dog. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we ever did any other ones. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, unless you count uh, well, the... That's because people stopped using CDs. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, unless you count ones. the, the uh, Take a Ride and yeah. Beam Down singles. Yeah. Did, we, did, we, did we print those up on yeah, CD? Yeah, we gave them yeah, out. We gave the, them out at, at Vegas. Vegas. Well, I remember early on, you Mike had this like giant CD replicator in yeah. his basement. Oh, the big burner, like, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The big CD burner thing. That's right. And it, was, it, was, it was like 
And it was like it would like print on it too. It was yeah, it, 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 was like pr- it printed deal. on the disc. Yeah. yeah. That that thing that thing was gigantic. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it took up like half a room. <laughs> it, 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 um, it was a supercomputer. And and it broke pretty early. Yeah, it, right? it, 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 it was it was like it, it only worked half the time anyway. anyway yeah. And it, it eventually we were just like, screw this thing. <laughs> um but we digress. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, like <laughs> somehow I got on lead for it. Oh right, right. Which uh, is yeah. fine because I, I got to play octave, octave chords, which yeah. is about the only thing I know how to play lead wise. Well, what I started to say is back then all we had was year one, and um, you know on that album it was just kind of like whatever instrument you were on the the day that we. Decided, decided to, to try working it. on a yeah. song. That's what you ended up on. Yeah. You know, it's like we weren't really calling out what we wanted. Like we do now. Yeah. And, you know, B- B- Patrick was on bass on like a couple of songs, but he wasn't really on. You know, he was on guitar on almost right. everything. This is like the first. This was and like the first song first he was on key. Oh, yeah. Right? This, yeah. this yeah. is, this is one. Of, I think on it's keys. one of the only two songs, maybe three songs that he's on keys. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely the first one. And I, yeah. I think I think the, that was the whole point was we were like, you know what, Patrick, you need to be on keys yeah. on something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, sure, whatever, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you you ended up on guitar, and yeah. the the and I, <laughs> to this day, like every time we pull this song out, like we're gonna play it, you're like, what are those notes again? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. On bass, I think this is probably my most screwed up song. <laughs> Like I, well, we we, we played and we, we played at uh, Radio Radio. Was yep. that the the recording we we it, had? It was the, yeah the live album yeah. that we had. I was out, a, yeah. I was at least a half step off almost. We, the entire we have time. some yeah. beautiful proof of that, <laughs> uh-huh. it was that only a few people tragic. have heard. Yeah, well, because this one, this song, I actually. I really wanted to play bass on more songs. I think The Cage was the only song I played bass on. Um, you played it on um, in year one. Enemy Within. Oh, yeah, Enemy Within, but yeah. we never played that live. Yeah. You, you only played bass on two songs on, on, on year, year one, one really? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so I really wanted to, you know, so I did Tomorrow's Yesterday and this one, and I think I, I'm hey, sure a couple others. Right here, my last note for Aaron to Mercy on my list. Yeah. Cool bass. <laughs> nice. Cool bass. Well, cool and the reason for that is because I wanted, so, you know, it was very root notey for both um, the the cage and uh, enemy within, and so I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, play bass, and I'm not really. Uh, I mean, I've played a lot more bass now, but I wasn't really what you would consider a bass player at the time. But I had played with a guy by the name of Nathan Gray, and the guy is a savant on the bass, and he's just so good. And um, so I went. I you know I hit him up, and I went over to his place and kind of. Told him what I wanted to do and gave him a little, you know, and he just gave me some advice about, you know, how to do it better and that sort of thing. And so that's where that came from. But every time we play it, if I'm if I can't hear what's going on, then it's a disaster because it's (laughs) it's there's so much movement. I have to be able to hear it. And I don't play and I probably should be better at this but I, I don't play by feel a lot you know I gotta look a lot of times mm. yeah uh, especially on bass because it's not my first instrument and so if I don't hear it I can look but if I'm if I'm doing the right things pattern wise 
That I can do that, but if I'm in the wrong place and I don't realize it because I can't hear it, no, then I, I'll I, play the entire song in the wrong key. <laughs> I, I feel you on that because for the most part on this, I'm like for most of the chorus, especially in all the choruses, I'm I'm playing octave chords, and it's the same thing. Like like they don't make sense. Like I don't I don't have a memory map of where my fingers go. Like like mm, every yeah. time I sort of have to relearn it, and it just it doesn't make any sense to me where like like. It, like there's a lot of weird half step things that that don't like it doesn't follow the pattern that I think in my head it should follow. Yeah. And so like I just I have to really really like memorize it and know where my these octaves are going when I do it. And it's all over the neck and it's like from the way mm-hmm. down to way up high. And I just got to remember it. And it's it's yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. And and it's it's fast. And so I'm moving a lot. And, and if, 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 if you happen to get mixed up or whatever and you get off, it's really difficult to yeah, get back. Yeah. Like, like everyone else is like two chords ahead of you by the time, the time you time figure you out what you yeah. should have been playing. I, I've actually had times where I just stop and listen and jump back in. Yeah. And you know, again, that's when I can hear it. So, but I, I, I've always been really happy about what I came up with because, you know, Nate and I worked on it, but, um, you know, the idea was mine. And I knew where I wanted to go with it. And it was just a matter of execution that he helped me with. Mm-hmm. So it, I was, that's my, that was the first song that we did that I really challenged myself with a bass part. Hmm. And so I, I was, you know, that's, that's one of those that has, even though it has a lot of potential for me screwing it up. Um, and I've had plenty of times where, you know, I played it great, but, uh, It'll always be one of those songs where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is where my bass playing started, you know? (laughs) Does anybody still have a copy of the single with the picture of who's who's on the cover? I think it's Core. Core. We did it. We did did all the singles sort of in the same style. Yeah, they have like a background and the blue circle and somebody. I know. I I know. I have the artwork still. I I don't. I might still have a single. I I was like, I I might have one. I collected them. Like I like. I don't keep a lot of things, but I had kept those singles. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't have that one. Like I know I have Miri. I think it was blue because the album was blue. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because Miri and the Cage were both yellow. Yeah. That's right. I might not have a Cage one either. Like I thought. I thought I had. I don't. I don't think I ever got one of the Cage ones. I would hope we still have, like, between us, I hope that we still have, like, one copy I can't remember what was on the cover of the cage. Was it Pike? I don't remember it either. I don't remember. It was Pike. I just know that Mary was on the cover of Mary. Yeah. That's the only one I really remember. (laughs) Jeffrey Hunter Pike. Like, I don't don't, don't remember Pike. I don't don't remember the The, cage single. Like, I remember Mary. I feel like that was the first one. I don't really either. I'll have to, I'll, I'll look and see what I have. I know if the artwork exists, I have it. Well, if we if we all like can we can find a copy of each, and so we have them. Well, we need to like archive them. We'll, we'll 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 find the artwork and throw it up on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry that uh, we we put out three and a half singles in in the history of the band, and neither of you had either of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? None, none of them were either of you. <laughs> Two of mine. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did not have them. Oh, well. Same thing with the with the music videos. I think we have like what three of my yeah. music videos, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and we barely have like one for Noah. Yeah, yeah, barely. And, have and, one and we, don't, yeah. we, we don't. Well, we have. I mean, if you count the in truth, no beauty thing that we made, that counts yeah. as a Chris video. I don't count that. But I, I'm not going to count <laughs> it's that. Not an official. We even have yeah. an Andy video. And we yeah, don't we have do. A Chris yeah. Video. yeah, we do. <laughs> 
That's a great one. Well, you know what? I had that idea for, um, I think it was Omega. I don't know. I had well, uh, R.C. Spock. You oh, yeah. It was the R.C. Spock one. Because had you this... wanted to do big fighting robots but make the yeah. things out of like cardboard. I had this grand design and it, and the more we talked about it, it just got bigger and bigger. And I had <laughs> this I had this really cool idea, but it would just, it just would have taken so much time and effort. Well, I think we had the idea that we wanted, each wanted to do like a goofy short little video for all the songs on Spock's brain because I remember for uh, um, Gotta Gotta, I wanted to do... I wanted to build puppet bodies, but then stick our heads through curtains with the puppet bodies. <laughs> I remember that. I remember, I that. remember that. Yeah. 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 I, I think I wanted to do a colder in Russia that we like filmed in, in the snow, in, in like the Indiana snow. Like if we uh, could do that, you know, and that would have just been miserable. Yeah, yeah. it would have been. You're I correct. still, I still say we need to, uh, just syrup, surreptitiously do like, a uh, video for day of the dove. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we, 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 we really I've, I've actually thought about animating one. Oh god! But that would be an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have ideas. I mean, Wait. like the the old animation that you used to do for the yeah, yeah the, old, the old podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only probably like I thought about doing it, but instead of us use images of the actual guys from the show. Mm. So, you know, have, have like a little R&D and a little core and a little Koloth and a little Korax and a, and a Kang. I don't know. I think have it should all. be us. Although I'd, I'd love to do a follow-up to um, Well, it would be funny because we'd all be old. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you know. If we did it as us, like, we would all be so much older. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, look obviously the, older. The, the theme of the song it could take place at any point uh, yeah. after yeah. after Day of the Dove. So this could be 10 years later. Yep. You know, Arnie D's uh, yeah. getting busted out of jail finally. <laughs> you know? How long With, was he in for, did they say? Um, I don't think they ever... I mean, he, he showed up on Deep Space Nine and, uh, you know, once they reveal who he is, they, he says that he spent some time in a penal colony yeah. but he never i don't think they say exactly how long because i know Cyrano jones was was 17, 17 years life right? right yeah so it would take him 17 years to to collect all to the collect, tribbles yeah yeah that's a pretty generous estimate yeah <laughs> <laughs> for tribbles so uh one of the things with uh, the air to mercy song mm. uh that i always thought was kind of cool is that it was actually it's the first song I know of of ours that where we did this, where you know I'm I'm the main vocalist on the song, but uh, I have Patrick singing along with me mm-hmm. throughout the verse, yeah, but not on the chorus, and then Chris sings with yeah. me on the chorus, but not on the you know it's like a different person singing, and it's just you know the two voices on the you know the verse and the two on the chorus. I thought that was a very interesting thing that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and. <laughs> That's another thing. The most my most the most dificult part on the bass <laughs> is during the chorus, and that's where I sing. <laughs> I know, but it's I re- I remember working on this song and trying to get that vocal right because for some reason we were having a lot of trouble with it, just like syncing up the vocal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. learn you know learning the words well, both I know of us and the the words like like the the cadence doesn't seem weird to me. Yeah, but I guess it's weird to you guys because both of you thought that some of the like the the rhythms that I used and some, you know the way the words are spread out were kind of a weird choice. I don't remember that, but I do. I, I think maybe 
while playing it made it difficult. Yeah, it's. I mean, your your part is way more intricate than what I'm playing. But so. I was also just more about um, pitch, like getting, you know, finding uh-huh. the right spot. I think for a while I was I was having difficulty finding that spot to match, you know, to harmonize yeah, the either, way it sounds it's good. It's either too too high or too low. And yeah, it was yeah. it was a challenge. But I mean, we it, it eventually worked out. It out. I, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty happy with what we have. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Oh, because live Patrick sings the d- the doubled vocal, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, on the verses, the verses, yeah, on the verses, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I don't on, remember why we did that. I think maybe you know what I think. Uh, I think Patrick just randomly just started, started singing it. with me because yeah, he, he didn't have anything because he wasn't playing on the verse. Yeah. He was just standing there because yeah. he only plays the keys on the the chorus. chorus yeah. yeah, and so he just started singing along, and it just became part of the song. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. It works. Yeah. No. I, 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 I think the only reason he doesn't sing on the, the chorus is because he couldn't play the keys and sing the part. Yeah. And yeah. you volunteered, even though your part is way more complicated <laughs> than he's playing on the keys. Well, and I always, I think there are very few songs that I don't sing at all. Um, uh, Andy's, um, which one? Uh, gotta Gotta. Yeah, Gotta Gotta is probably the only song that we have that I don't sing anything. Huh. So You're I always. Guitar on that, all right? I'm on bass. Bass, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I, I. That's another one where there's a lot of moving around. Yeah, and I tried to like mm-hmm. s- do that Spock's brain while doing what I'm doing. Oh yeah, and I just was like, you know what? There's enough going on here. Uh, I me don't and Noah have it covered. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we got it covered. Yeah, so I, that one. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think Patrick did just kind of start doing that, and then I had all. I think I was already. You're, singing. you're probably already doing it. Yeah, mm. and and I probably did that before. Before the bass got more complicated. Yeah, before I even because I remember sometimes I even still do this uh, if I'm if I'm out of practice or just you know just need to hold it down. I'll just play more um, instead of moving around so much. I'll just play you know the the uh, root notes. And uh, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And I think I did that for a while in order to learn the vocal better. And then I, you know, threw in the more complicated stuff after. Yeah. I think if uh, if I had to choose between the two, I would probably choose the bass over the vocal. Not, not I'm not saying one's better than the other, but like yeah. if we had to like, you know, if you could only do one live, I'd probably rather you do the bass The bass part. is more interesting. I yeah, mean, exactly. It's always nice to have those harmonies, but, you know... With the harmonies, you always have the if a harmony is off, right? Exactly, it's glaring. and and that that's not about you, that's about me. Yeah, and uh, if, if the bass is a half step off the entire time, no one notices. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> uh, one thing I that sticks out in my mind that I remember is our our choice, um, and I and maybe you remember why we did this or whatever, but I love it. Like our choice at the very beginning of the song, we did like this weird compressed am radio sort of like oh yeah weird beginning yeah. to it yeah. before it then in the like uh, a backward symbol thing until it kicks in full volume yeah and i love that and i'm so glad we did that i just like i don't remember why we uh, decided to do that or where it came from i think I, I just randomly did that um for the demo I think no, because I, I or not the I, demo, I, not I mean the the single. Yeah, because I, I remember I remember suggest, oh, yeah. suggesting that to you because I want to say I was listening to uh, 
uh, Nine Inch Nails at some point, and they did that where they started off as kind of sounded like an AM radio kind of fuzz there, to it, and then a, it just kicks in. I, it's I was listening, so much powerful. I was listening to a lot of stuff at the time. Yeah. Also, that that did that, you know, like like some no effects songs and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I know I know Andy doesn't like them, but Goldfinger they have a lot of songs. Super do Chunk that. does it. Yeah, and uh, I, n- n- new bruises off of new uh, bruises. Yeah, yeah. And I, of, uh, I was listening yeah. at the time. I think I even played it for you um, at the time, saying like, "Yeah, this is cool. Do something like this." It was a, a block party song, I think called um, "Little Thoughts." I think is what it was called. Mm. But it does the same thing where like yeah. it's clearly like the kick drum mic or something that's picking up all the, the other noise. instruments mm-hmm. until it all kicks in and yeah. they they do the full volume thing. Yeah, I, 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 you know, and also with year two, like year one, I think we did a really great job with, you know, the recording, the editing, mixing. Yeah. Uh, with year two, I felt like we were, you know, pushing that envelope a little farther. And so especially doing it all within a year. We, we opened it up a lot more. Yeah, we were, we were getting a little two. more experimental and creative. I still can't we did that. And, and since, you know, I was just that song, I like since we were putting it out as a single, you know, I, I thought, well, they'll they'll put this in and play it, and it's going to sound cheap, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to open up and like surprise them. Like, like oh. guess what? We're even better. <laughs> you know? Oh, we just blew your speakers. Well, I out. feel like we had the. I think again, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the idea was to have that on the single, and then we were going to have it like. Yeah, not not like on the album. Opened the album. up on the yeah, album, you're right, you're but we right. liked it so much in the singer. We're like, let's just yeah, yeah, keep it like that, that. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. And I can't believe, like Andy and I were exchanging looks. Like, I can't believe we did like year one and year two, like back, back to, to back, back in two back years, each, each yeah. one in a, in a year. Yeah, like yeah. we did yeah. each year. Like, okay, it's insane. We 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 really started working on year one as a full band, like. Right around the start of 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we released it in November of 2010. Like we did not, yeah. you know, we, we had, I think all, just about all the songs written by that point, mm-hmm. but not. So you did. But, well, except for like two maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but like not like rehearsed. Like we didn't like yeah. work them out as a band. We did all of that and recorded it in like six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, then we, we turned around and did it again for year yeah, two. Yeah. Year we, two, yeah. It's like November the next year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But by, by the time we had, uh, put out year one, we had like half of the songs written for year, for year two. two. Yeah. And then by one year later, we had finished writing, recording <sighs> everything, that entire album and put How it out. That's insane. That? <laughs> and then, that was actually going to be our goal from there on. One album a year. Yeah. And then, we're like, yeah. uh, nope. no. But we did we did triples the next year, didn't we? Triples we did the next. Uh, this um, it took us a year and a half because we oh, released yeah. triples in the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. D- during the making of year two, I was working overnight at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and working every day at Hero House. Like yep. yeah, I had I no time, nope. no life, nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that it, may have helped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that uh, may have helped that whole process. <laughs> we did two sixteen track albums back to back. One year, one year, and then we did a, a seven-track album, and it took us a year and a half. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we started to think, hmm. And then it was like another yeah, year and a half before down. the next one. Yeah. Then two years until the next two one. Two years. And then two years. four years. And then yeah. four years. And this is, year five has taken us the longest, for yeah. sure. Well, each album. Of course, we had a pandemic, you know, it lasted two e- years. E- each album took the amount has. of times the last album, the number was. So <laughs> That's year, right. year, two, year two took one year. Year three took two years. Year four took three years. And year, to- year five has taken four years. 
We, we haven't released you, your five yet. But we haven't. <laughs> Not yet. You, you, you heard it here first, folks. So this is all purposeful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it, was, it was planned, planned all along. Grand a grand grade plan. It was a plandemic. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the albums, not the five year mission is the name, not the mission. That's right. <laughs> Which we get so much. I know. It's like, oh, what happened to the five year mission? You guys are running a little behind, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It was never the idea. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't see Smashing Pumpkins going around Smashing Pumpkins, do you? And Mike and I no, threw they're around. just getting stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. I think we originally threw around calling it Alexander Courage instead of Five Year Mission. Really oh, yeah? early on. Yeah. I didn't know oh, that. God. That that wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have locked us into the. Uh, we would have gotten in trouble for that. We probably would well, have gotten so Especially, especially <laughs> yeah. considering that Alexander Courage is one of our the similar artists on our page on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, that would. Well, and we use one of his. <laughs> yeah. The the the, the yeah. first several notes in our first song is mm-hmm. one of his I, I think, pieces of well, music. Regardless, think, that's a cool ass name. He's I, got a cool name. It is. Yeah. That guy's got a great name. I, I think Google would not have been kind to us had we no. been Alexander Courage. We, we should have called ourselves the, ourselves the Courages, and you could be Noah Courage. Alexander, <laughs> Alexander, and the Courages. Yeah, I, I would. I would be Mike Courage. Chris Courage. Yeah. Oh yeah, alliteration. Yeah, like Andy Courage. Jeez. Yeah, currently on Spotify, fans also like Warp Eleven, Littered Nimoy, Christopher Westlake, Ron Jones, Alexander Courage, Dennis McCarthy. Ooh, Spock is now one of them. S P O C K. At least most of them make sense. Yeah. And then the rest of them are just still like the weird ones that are ever, everybody has. So. Uh, it, Back to Air to Mercy. Yes. Uh, it's it's kind of mutated slightly over the years since we played it so much. Not not as much as some of the other songs have, yeah. but um, the way I sing it, I think, has probably changed the most. Like some of the lines I you sing mess around with it. are different. It's it's just like with like I do the same thing with Doomsday Machine, where yeah. you know it's it's all like like calculated and whatever on the album and then once we play it so many times i'm like okay i'm gonna play around with this mm-hmm. and uh it's it's kind of loosened up a little bit well i think it makes it more interesting for people who have seen us a bunch of times too yeah. when you do something a little different that doesn't sound like a mistake you know it sounds like you're doing it on purpose it gives you know something somebody who has seen it a bunch of times something different to see yeah. and notice because, it, you know, it's fun for us to play. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I, I love our music. I enjoy playing it, yeah. you know, re- repeatedly. But if we're getting bored of it, they're probably getting bored of it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, know, this is this is one of my favorite songs to play live. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was, I was going to say something about that. Uh, uh, of all of my songs, this one is, at, you know, maybe not the top of the list, but it's up there of ones that I don't I don't mind just playing over and over. It's It's short and it's fun. Well, this is this is one of two songs where I actually I actually have to take off my glasses because <laughs> I know for a fact that they're going to go flying off of my head if I don't. And they're both my songs. The other no. one, no, the other one's gotta gotta. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I thought you did that on Doomsday also. Sometimes, yeah, depends <laughs> on how I'm feeling, where it is in the set. <laughs> the only other memory I have from recording it, actually, I have two. Uh, one of them. <laughs> Is year one is Noah on year one? He made fun of me because all of my songs were epically long in his opinion. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and and so uh, in in a way, this song was a challenge. I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to write a song shorter than any of Noah's songs. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I did. You know, yeah. This is like a, what, a two and a half minute song. I, I'm, I'm, short. I'm glad I could help you grow creatively as uh, a musician. Perfect radio life. I, I could have I added another verse in chorus. <laughs> but uh, I, probably, I know you could have. Probably somewhere but have the lyrics. But you, the, <laughs> there, there may be lyrics out there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the other thing is when we were recording it uh, before the second chorus, there's a pick slide on the guitar. And I must have recorded 50 pick slides <laughs> to get one that sounded just right. Like, I don't remember that. No, I, I, was, I was probably by myself. <laughs> I was probably at Noah's house by myself during the day when I should have been sleeping. Yep. And he was at work. <laughs> but I should have been sleeping. And I was using his shower. And, <laughs> and like I, I, I recorded probably at least 50 different pick slides. It's just, like a, it's just like one second, you know, but yeah. like it had to be perfect. I, it had to have that that Buffy the Vampire Slayer pixel. Oh, the sound. Nerf Herder. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with one I got. I am. I'm I'm happy with it too. Right around the time that Year Two uh, was coming out, we were invited on some radio show, and it was but it was during the day. Like they they recorded it in like the morning or the at noon or something. So Patrick and I were the only two that could go. I don't um, remember this at all. I don't remember it yeah, at all. Yeah, uh, I didn't. It, the thing is, the thing didn't air until like midnight, uh, like, you know, the next week or whatever. But is it a local show here? Yeah, yeah. It was something. Uh, actually, what's his name? His, the Free Zone? I, punk, 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 Shot punk Tom? Shots. Tom, yeah, yeah the, 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 the free zone. It, the free it, zone? it aired yeah. from out of uh, yeah, the yeah, University yeah, yeah, of Indianapolis, yeah, yeah. right yeah. down yeah, the road. That, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick and I went and we did it. And. Um, it was just the two of us with guitars, but this is one of the songs that we did. I remember that. I don't remember that. And, I do remember that. And, remember and, this and, at all. and so, do we have a recording of that somewhere? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, I uh, of right. the songs. I don't think we have a recording of like the whole thing or, okay, or our, our conversation, but uh, we have the songs. And <laughs> I had to, I had to teach Patrick how to play the, oh, yeah, oh, the, the guitar, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, so for like for like five minutes, I'm like showing him how to do this, and then. We had we started the song like five times until we actually finished it because <laughs> one of the two of us kept messing it up. Well, at least at least it wasn't live radio, yeah. I guess. No, it was it was lucky that it was. I, I think in in the final broadcast he included one of the mess ups, but uh, luckily, it's comedy. L- luckily he didn't put them all on there because that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> but I, I I always thought that was and, and and Patrick he he played that, but then he sang the keyboard part. With his voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear a recording. Yeah, maybe that uh, recording lives somewhere. It's, uh, we we got to find that it's somewhere. Some, I, I have it somewhere, yeah. I think. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find it. So that'll be another that'll, that'll Patreon be, goodie. Yeah, that'll be a nice Patreon exclusive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I looked it up. It's two minutes and 51 seconds. Ah. So. The recording is oh, under three. Nice, yeah. going under three is. Yeah. That's, oh, and I also looked amazing. it up. That is, uh, especially when it doesn't tr- feel like. I have trouble doing yeah. that. Yeah. And I also looked it up. And Arn Darvin was. Uh, it didn't say how long he was in prison, but it was on Cardassia Prime during the Klingon Cardassian War. Ah, mm. so not even. So he. They didn't even keep him incarcerated after the Trouble with Tribbles events. Nope. What Jeez. a what a slime bag. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
like five-year mission and do you like getting exclusive content then you should check us out on patreon if you haven't already over there you can become a patron of five-year mission and that way you'll get all kinds of cool stuff that nobody else gets because they're not on patreon things like videos and pictures early releases exclusive releases Uh, we just put a live album on there recently that's only available on patreon and we have different tiers where you get different perks You can be a lieutenant commander, you can be a captain, you can be an admiral. And one of the perks for being an admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our admiral producers are Neil Carpenter, Roxy and Becky, Carol Jones, Jen Tift, Helen Lake, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Debbie Rinke, Madison Rachel Jones, and of course, Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list. Just head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission right now and sign up. That's patreon.com slash the number five-year mission. I know long-time listeners are probably expecting to hear Fark's voice right about now, but instead you got me. I'm going to do it this time. You know why? Because I can. Fansets is your source for everything pen-related. Anything that you want, cool, it's pop culture-related, and you want it in the form of a pen, you should go check out fansets.com. They got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, They got pens from DC Comics, including some really cool Batman 66 pens. They got Scooby-Doo. They got Ultraman. Not Ultraman from My Secret Identity. I know, that's the one that I thought it would be. I thought that would be really cool. I mean, who doesn't want a 15-year-old Jerry O'Connell pen, right? But no, it's like the Japanese Ultraman, like, you know, the thing that, like, fights the Power Rangers and Godzilla and all that. They also have have obviously Star Trek pins. I mean, this place has like literally thousands of pins, right? And a wide variety of, of the Star Trek Delta Shield. For some reason, they have like all kinds of different Star Trek logos and Delta Shield pins. Uh, and obviously one of them is Badgy, which uh, I saw on their website that they have back in stock now. And who doesn't want a Badgy pin? I mean, that's freaking awesome. So uh, go to fansets.com and use the code TREKGEEKS. That's all capitals, TREKGEEKS. Put that in and you get 10% off. You know, tell them five-year mission sent you and we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. Fansets, their pins have character. I know it's supposed to be our pins, but I don't, I'm not fansets, they're fansets. If I say our pins, that's just weird.
I think that's going to wrap it up for our little discussion about Aaron and Mercy, the song and the episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you guys need to smile more. Us? Yeah. <laughs> Us? Always smiling. Eee. Always smiling. I'm smiling. There you go. We're not wait, we're not playing real or fake. You can't cover up your face and <laughs> I stuck and still know I still know what you're doing. Which is why I win every time. In the song Errand of Mercy, the third word is soldier. Yes. Real. It is real. It is real. Because it's not <laughs> I because it's not I am a soldier, not a diplomat. It's I'm a soldier, not a diplomat. Yeah. See? I can prove things right. Well done, boys. Well done. <laughs> That'll do, pig. <laughs> Cue theme song. <laughs> I sure want to Thank you for listening to this episode of Fiverr Mission Podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This has been a classic Rittenhouse production.